Dave. How are you? Hanging in. How are you? You know, I'm okay. We're okay. Yeah. 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 We're doing yeah. okay. Yep. Yeah. We we're doing okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, you might even say we're here. Which we is are here. The theme we of this here. week's episode. Oh, what a clever segue. This is, we are, uh, we are proudly hosting all three stars of the show of We're Here, which is a new uh, HBO docuseries um, following three of your, three of, I'd say the world's greatest drag queens traveling yeah. to small towns and getting participants to uh, do a one night only drag performance. And um, mm-hmm. it's sort of uh, queer eye meets drag race meets, um, a bunch of other good stuff and it's just it's, it's the the cry that you need it's a dream a, a we're here love. we're here um hbo and we have dave a- we're here yeah we are on this planet what's getting mm-hmm. you through this week what what are you going through let's see what has been getting me through this week um i i will this is uh we just it just arrived yesterday. Rod Thomas of Bright Light, Bright Light uh, remixed one of uh, Ben's tracks from his new album, gave it a fucking amazing house remix, which will come out in the next week or two. So that's really Ooh. exciting. And then um, it's it, the whole day is just a countdown to sitting in the front yard, having a cocktail and waving at people as they uh, pass by. Yes, you and Ben have a new five o'clock ritual that yeah, we, do. Uh, we all and need to try. It is life-giving. And it is also shocking how many people just ignore you. It's crazy. Like, these are difficult times. I'm not trying to get you sick. I'm not trying to sell you anything. You're 30 feet away from me. I'm literally just waving. You can keep going and wave. But that's only a small percentage. The rest of the people do actually wave and smile. Yeah, this I'm may experiencing... Oh, go ahead. Uh, this may evolve into a full lemonade stand kind of a situation before all is said Ooh. and done. Just to force an interaction with people. It can be done safely. Great. And maybe I'll drive myself over to um, Valley Village and uh, purchase a lemonade. Yeah. And uh, Popeye on Jackson Brittany, who have been mixing and mingling, by the way, with other cast members, all in masks uh, in their their front driveway. I haven't seen it, but uh, I have heard tell. Filming or because just living their lives? I, I don't think filming unless unless there's some like iPhone footage going on. But uh but but I will say this. Ben, who's like, I don't know anyone in Vanderpump rules. It doesn't it's meaningless to me that Jackson Brittany move over there. Uh the other day was like, Well, Stasi came by. And like she <laughs> she was in my it's like, okay, you know what you're talking about. Oh, they uh, got he him. Seen it, I have not. They got him. How about you? What's getting you through? Uh <sighs> We were talking about the new Fiona Apple album before we started yeah. recording, and I'm I'm all in. Uh, I am one of those gays that is, you know, just feels like I know Fiona personally, feels super connected yeah. to her, all of that, yeah. and that's been on heavier rotation. Very, very glad to have her in my life. What else? I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. We've been watching um, all the, like uh, French movies. We we watched. Right. The Umbrellas of Sherbourg. We watched Ooh. the. Um, have you ever seen it? No, I never have. Um, 
It's delightful. It's I mean, you know, these are all things that are just very bright and colorful and sweet and light and fluffy and and uh, and go down really easy. And the other one was the. Uh, it's also Jack to me. It's called the Young Girls of Roquefort. Is that? I don't okay. know how to say it right. But anyway, we've been doing a bit of that. Reading the Mama Cast biography. Another Fantastic. person I feel very close to in quarantine. Fantastic. And um, just you know. Getting through the day. I listened, I gave the Fiona Apple uh, record its first spin the the morning that the president of the United States was like, liberate Virginia. Don't let them take away your gun rights. And then I, I went out and it was, there was nobody on the roads. And I essentially like, I did a long morning run basically in the middle of the road because there was nobody on it. And, um, the world is chaotic. That album is great, but it is a real deep look into Fiona Apple's soul, which is a difficult place to be sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I got through most of it, and then I was like, I'm literally, I am replicating the experience of a nervous breakdown. I should just get yeah. on the new Dua Lipa and, you know, get myself yeah. home. It's but like, it is a good don't record. fetch those bolt cutters to break Not out now. of Virginia. Stay put. Stay put. But emotionally, Stay put. psychologically, we should all fetch the bolt cutter. Cutters. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, she <laughs> also does. fetch the bolt cutters and release this episode of Sweet Sweet Bob the Drag Queen. Bob uh, the Drag Queen, one of my all-time faves. It needs no introduction, but is the winner of season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race and uh, is, you know, named one of the most uh, 100 most powerful drag queens in America Ugh. by whoever named that. Just an absolute genius. And, and of so course, funny, one of the stars so of, of uh, we're here on HBO. So, without further ado, here is our conversation with Bob. And we are back with Bob the Drag Queen. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. So where are you? Set the scene for us. We're here. No kidding. I'm well, I'm in Washington Heights. I'm in my living room. Um, it is 12.07 in the afternoon. Um, I'm sitting at my dinner table where I actually do I eat dinner here? Yeah, I eat dinner here pretty often, actually. Um, and my partner's asleep in the bedroom. Um, and I'm just, you know, talking to you lovely people. I love it. Nobody we'd rather be talking to. Um, <laughs> well, at this, at this particular time slot. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, the, I, I'm, I love the show genuinely so much. It was like exactly what I needed last night. Uh, cried hysterically. We'll, we'll fully get into it. But um, first, we'd just love to know what you're watching or reading or consuming during the pandemic keep yourself safe well i am currently um i just uh started ozarks the third the third season yeah um and i mean i love laura lenny um and it's just a great show so I, i've just watched i just got into ozarks i am uh one of those typical gays who watched tiger king <laughs> i did watch tiger king it's insane. It's just it's a roll. It's a roller coaster. It's it's stranger than fiction. It is really an odd, odd story. 
with so many twists and turns and so many nefarious characters. Um, and I've just been uh, creating a lot of content myself. Right. <clears throat> with whom do you most identify in Tiger King? Are you a Joe That's, Exotic? Well, I know who I want to be. Baskin? I want to be, um, uh, it was his name, Harold Baskin, who seems to be like the toughest person in, like if there's one person you don't want to fuck with on in the the film Tiger King, it is Howard Baskin because this guy, he is the catalyst, in my opinion, for ruining Joe Exotic's entire life. I mean, the guy really went after like with all the lawyers and everything and just every it was that was the catalyst for everything going downhill. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's a it's a ride. I th- there are a couple people who reminded me too much of like my family. It was a little too close for comfort, so yeah. didn't have the same distance from it. Where are you from? Ohio, Southern Ohio, rural, oh, like Kentucky Ohio. border. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, are you watching? We have to ask. Are you watching the current season of Drag Race? Yeah, of course. I, I'm well. You know, I host a, a show called The Pit Stop on VH1's YouTube page, so I, I watch every single episode. Yeah, and even favorites? if I wasn't, I would still be watching. Um, you know, I just really love Widow Von Du. I think she's a great yeah. drag queen, and I just think she's really fantastic. Like, I just she's one of my favorites from this from this season. Um, and I also love um, Heidi in Closet, who's just the, who just seems Heidi. to be like the same. The just. She's so charming and effervescent and um, really just a doll. She's uh, all but the name. She, to me, is a perfect drag queen. (laughs) See, I think it's a perfect fine name. I think it's an okay name. Yeah. I'm not judging. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. I'm not judging anyone's drag name. A a perfect name also. (laughs) My name is so so bad. (laughs) But that's what it's kind of good because it's such an irreverent, bad drag name. It's uh, an amazing drag name, but I noticed that in the show, you are the only one who uses your Christian name in the credits. Am My I wrong? Christian name. Well, yeah, well, yeah, in the show, I go by Caldwell um, to DQ, and that is just because, um, I don't know, well, you know, I, I in my acting career, already had some credits on it, and I want to split it up between Bob and Caldwell, so I just figured all my credits would go to one place. But it, it wasn't like a strategic sense. move. It wasn't like, I feel like I need to separate myself from my drag character. It wasn't yeah. that. It was just like, I already have credits under this name, so let's just keep them going. Right. And it's my SAG name, and it's my um, it's my uh, equity name. That makes sense. Um, uh, what are you listening ahead, to right now? <clears throat> what's, uh, what's in your rotation? I'm such a basic bitch when it comes to podcasts. Everyone's everyone's making fun of me because I like the things that everyone likes. I mean, I really like The Moth. I really love This American Life. I really love... Um, I, I go back and listen to Serial sometimes. Um, I also like a, a podcast called um, Inside the Closet with Mateo Lane. Um, and yeah, did you mean music-wise? I did, but I, I oh. love that you went right to podcasts. <laughs> With music, uh, I mean, I really listen. It's really weird. It's just being in, for me, music is kind of something I do when I'm by myself. Like when I'm alone, if I'm going for a walk, when I'm in the airport, when I'm working out at the gym. But I'm not alone. I've been with my partner pretty much 24 hours a day. So I just haven't been playing a lot of music during quarantine. Right. 
Yeah. How was your Saturday level it, during it, quarantine? It, because it feels like if I play music during the quarantine in my partner's like, <laughs> like it just feels like I'm like ignoring him and I'm already feel like I'm ignoring him enough and I'm like working and doing all that stuff. So when I'm not working, I try to spend time with, uh, with my partner and, um, my sanity level. Yeah. I feel pretty sane. I mean, it's ups and downs. I mean, there are moments where I'm like, Oh, this is really happening. And there are moments where I'm like, this is fine. This is, this is, you know what? We're just being asked to stay home. We're just being asked to stay home. That's all we're being asked to do. We're not being asked to go to war. We're not being asked to join the army. We're not being asked to donate our land. We're just being asked to stay home. Right. How often are you getting outside or are you? Yeah, I go outside. I go out. Well, you know, I was listening to Dr. Falcio and he's like, you got to go for walks because Dr. Falcio goes for nightly walks with his wife. Um, I wear my mask. Uh, I don't know if you all can see, but I started, I took the, the CDC's recommendation and I donated my N95 mask to the hospital and I made my own. So I, so I've been like making masks in my apartment. Um, and he's modeling modeling several looks for us uh, as we speak. I'm sorry. The listeners can't see this, but yeah. Yeah. You you all should have been on the zoom call. You knew what was happening. You should have been here. Um, maybe you'll be more prepared next time. Um, but I've been, I go out the house maybe once every five days. So I'll go grocery shop or maybe, maybe every four days I'll go grocery shopping. I'll go for a walk. I'll try to combine the two. So I'll go for a walk. And then on the way back, I'll go to the grocery store. Sometimes I'll meet with a friend and by meet, I mean, social distancing. I'll say, Hey, I'm going to the, I'm going for a walk. Do you want to come? And then we'll stay our recommended space apart and go for a walk together. Okay. Because we, um, we live in New York City, so a lot of my friends all live like around the corner from me. Right. Well, let's talk about we're here. Because um, uh, I was telling you before we started recording that I, I, it, we got a sneak peek at some of the episodes, and it's such a perfect show for right now. And I'm excited for people to, to see it. Um, how did it, how did the show come to you, or how did you come to the show? Well, I got a so I had just finished this this cruise, this cruise gig I was doing. It was actually this Kesha cruise that I was working. Um oh, wow. and I was and I was in the uh at the gate getting ready to board and I got a phone call from a number I didn't recognize. And it was um Steve Warren, who's one of the creators of the show, and he was like, Hey, I want to talk to you about this idea. And when you're like a, a TV person, you just get these calls all the time or these texts or these emails. I got a thing. You're going to love it. And I was like, all right. All I heard was like some fast talking LA person. But I, for some reason I was like, I'll, so I'll go. So he, he asked me to come meet him at, the, at his hotel with his partner. We had dinner down in the restaurant and they pitched me the idea. Um, and as soon as they told me that we would be engaging with um, other queer people and that it wouldn't just be queers helping straight people around the world, I was in. Cause I was afraid it'd be like, let's go help straight people figure out why they're shitty. Um, yeah, but instead yeah. it, it wasn't that. And I was really happy about that. And by the way, I don't mean all straight people are shitty, but <laughs> no, <they laughs> plenty are. of them they are. are. Uh, they are. We've seen yeah. Tiger King. Have to say it. We'll say it. Yeah. We're... But the main guy in Tiger King wasn't even straight. That's, that's, right. the, that's the worst. Not a great look on the queer people in Tiger King either. <laughs> I, how does he land a Dylan passage? I feel like well, you, you didn't watch enough of the show to learn the dark, dark truth of that, Dave. Oh, you oh you didn't see the oh, whole I did. show. I saw because, the whole thing. 
Oh, well, I, I mean, okay, it. let's just say this. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I've yeah. said it enough times. Spoiler alert for Tiger King. Um, obviously, when there's drugs at play, people change their, you know. Yeah. Yeah, their mindset on stuff. It's meth, simply meth. But yeah, D- Dylan it's, doesn't it's, seem to have gone down that road. Or at least well, that's right. Dylan is the current husband. That's right. Dylan's the current one. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't seem seem being the operative word. It, it is a messy situation. No, right. Dylan, is there oh, a boy. chance that we're going to see um, a stop in like Columbus, Georgia, in the show? That would be really lovely. I mean, you know, Columbus, Georgia is actually a little bit bigger town than some of the towns we go to, uh, and, and close in size to some of the towns that we that we go to as well. Um, but who, wouldn't it be exciting to visit my yeah. elementary school <laughs> and walk down, walk down the halls of Casita Road Elementary School? <laughs> Have you been asked back or sort of, you know, honored at your high school or any of that stuff? No, no, not my high school, not my middle school, not my college. <laughs> I haven't been... <laughs> Even uh, re- re- noticed uh, at all, per se. I actually went that back and looked wild. at my high school to see all the famous people from my high school. And I found out that I'm the most famous person from my high school. How exciting is that? Of course. <laughs> uh, but you're saying there are others, too? There's a football player and a writer and, and, and an author. For my we don't care about those. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch football. And I don't know I'm if the not. football player was a big deal, but I just know that I don't watch football. So I'm like, sure. Sure, Jan. <laughs> Um, so you are quarantined with your partner. Yeah. How long have you been together? Well, I have two partners. Me and Jacob have been together for, uh, almost two years now. Yeah. Who, who I'm, who I live, who we live together. How did you meet? We met on Grindr. Yeah, we, I was doing nice. a, I was doing a Christmas show in San Francisco with the San Francisco symphony. And, um, I saw him on Grinder and we started chatting. Oh, wow. And so two years ago, you were just, I guess, off. I'm trying to do the math, but uh, this I is just, just in finished. the wake of your win. No, 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 no. I won four years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I have no idea what year it yeah. is right now, but. I, I won season eight. And we are now on season 12. Oh, God. God yeah. Okay. It's been that long. I apologize. <laughs> it's Okay. But you're still riding high from, I mean, it's, you're, you're only a, a couple years out of the, the win when you meet him. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, we, uh, I, I wasn't the current reigning at that point in time. And I was, uh, you know, just working in San Francisco, doing my thing. I was doing some poetry at the um, symphony and I did a little conducting for a second, although I got a feeling they weren't actually following my lead. Um, and then he and I started chatting. But then I moved. I ended up moving to the Bay Area for to do a play. I was working at the Berkeley Repertory Theater doing Angels in America, and then we rekindled our connection. Wow. Now <clears throat> you mentioned a second partner. Yeah, I have a partner named Ezra who lives in um, Los Angeles as okay. well. Okay. And uh, we met on meet? Instagram. We met on Instagram. You are active on social media. <laughs> it's hey, I respect it. I'm using all that. Listen, I might I might meet a husband on Grubhub. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> and did Ezra come post Jacob or before? Uh, after Jacob. Yeah. After Jacob. 
Um, so how did, uh, moving in together happen? Well, you know, so I, I was in the Bay area for, uh, just a limited amount of time for seven months, six months, because I was doing a play and then I had to move back home and we had just grown so close and we did long distance for a little bit for probably four months, maybe. And then I was like, well, I miss you. And he, he said he missed me. <laughs> I don't know if he was telling the truth, but he said he missed me. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then we decided to to move in together because I wanted him over here. York. Yeah, I came to New York City. Yeah. Hmm, sounds like you did miss you. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's also has family in Philadelphia. So his whole family is on the side of the, um, st- uh, of the country. And he uh, was grew up in New Jersey, so. Uh, and, he went to, uh, and he also, I was gonna say, he also went to school in New York City, so it wasn't like a complete like, what do I do? Like, he, yeah, like he had roots in New York City already. Okay. Um, have Jacob and Ezra met each other? No, not yet. No, not yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Seems like a I, tough time right now for anybody to meet, but yeah. if and when this if and when this ever ends, it sounds like you do want want them to. That's that's part of the plan. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we were, we were supposed to meet at South by Southwest, but um, that got canceled. That had got that canceled, honey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not even not even a little bit did South by Southwest happen. <laughs> um, what was your how how did your dating life change? Like, uh, how, how would you compare dating pre and post drag race fame? Well, um, you know, being on television, you kind of just get like suspicious of people who are dating you or who want to date you and you want to know why they're interested in you. You don't know what's going on. So afterwards, I kept I got a little just really kind of suspicious. Like, why do you want to like, why are you interested in me? Um, because all of a sudden it seemed like more people were interested in me post drag race and everywhere before drag race and maybe that was about my confidence growing maybe that was about people just being opportunistic i haven't done the full research to figure it out but it certainly made me like you know really suspicious all of a sudden it's hard to trust how did you know that you could trust jacob and ezra well i mean jacob and i we when I was in Berkeley, we essentially lived together, even though he had his own place, but we were just together so often. And it just seemed, um, I mean, it, it it always felt genuine from the moment I met him. And he never, you know, wanted anything for me besides uh, love. Yeah. Any... Um- from shooting the show, is there kind of like one sort of most powerful moment you could point to that's your favorite memory? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, you know, um, I would say probably one of the most the most powerful moments was uh, the performance in Farmington. Um, I was working with uh, the Navajo Nation and like, it was, I mean, the best way I can describe it was like just listening to them talk about their experience and relating to it and understanding it, or maybe not even fully understanding it, but like hearing it from their perspective and then getting to curate a performance with them was just so amazing. And um, 
my drag daughter that that episode was Danae and um, had a lot of their friends from the Navajo Nation get together and, and help curate this performance. So it felt so authentic and it was really, really emotional, like really emotional. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional show. Yeah. As I said, several good cries watching it. Um, I have several more. Do you cry a lot? Uh, It's not that hard to, to get me to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how old are you? 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 I'm four O work. Uh, I, I do not cry a whole lot. Um, I do. I, I think I cry a typical amount, but not a whole lot. Did you cry during the Lion King? I've never seen the Broadway Lion King, but I cried in the movie. I'm sure when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I take the Lion King to be the catalyst to finally if someone cries a lot. Like if you cry during the Lion King, you probably cry a lot. And you? Um, I well well. I used to cry a lot. I used to be a big time crybaby, and I definitely cried during The Lion King. But also during the remake, I cried during the opening credits, oh, the opening scene, because <laughs> it's like a shot for shot remake of The Lion King, which was my favorite movie growing up. But um, I didn't yeah. cry during the rest of it, no. Uh, on Broadway, the moment I started crying was when the lights went down. Like, literally, from start to finish, I <laughs> yeah. cried in The Lion King. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> Like you're like, so I cried when I went together. To, when I went to Ticketmaster and got my ticket. As soon as they put the paper in my hand, I just got. <laughs> I just couldn't stop crying. Uh, <laughs> truly, it, but yeah, it's yeah, the live experience, the power of theater. Yeah. It's Do you really know what amazing. the what the last thing that made you cry was, uh, other than the pandemic? Speaking more about a show or, I don't a, know that or I've, a song. I don't know that I've. I don't know that I've cried uh, about the pandemic at any point. I mean. When was the last time I cried? I we watched Onward. <laughs> oh yeah, and I don't think I my my partner may have shed a tear, but I didn't cry. Um, the last time I cried was probably during like some sort of a disagreement I had with like a family member or something, probably. Mm. But I can't remember, so it's, so it's not super specific. That's how infrequently <laughs> I cry. I'm kind of oh, a, I'm kind of a your stone-faced. Fam- I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, so my family all lives in Atlanta, Alabama, and Mississippi. Okay. Well, not just Atlanta, but my family lives in Georgia. I'm from Georgia, so my family lives in Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi. Uh, my mom lives in Atlanta. My brother lives in Atlanta. My uncles li- live in Atlanta or LaGrange, Georgia. I have family in Columbus, Phoenix City, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, and Corinth, Mississippi. Okay. And what was your path to New York City? How? What, where was your first place out of Georgia? So, I mean, the first place I lived outside of Georgia was Alabama and then then Mississippi. Um, but this was like my childhood growing up. But as an adult, when I left college, I moved to Missoula, Montana for a short while. And then I moved to New York City. And when, when did drag enter the picture? Uh, I, I had been living, I was 20, uh, 22 and I had been living in New York City for about a year. Um, and I just... Uh, saw a drag race on TV and I and I, I thought it looked so much fun. Um, I saw Bibi Zahara Benet. I saw a reflection of myself in her and I said, well, if she can be beautiful, I can be beautiful. And if she can do it, I can do it. You're right. So I'm 30, I'm 33 now. So I've been doing drag. I've been living in New York City and doing drag for about 11 years. Wow. Um, what was coming out like for you? Well, I got a 
haven't had a really long coming out process, like a lot of people. I mean, I, I came out to my best friend when I was in high school. Then I came out to my mom when I graduated high school. And then my second year of college, I came out to everyone. And where was college? Columbus State University in Columbus, Georgia. I didn't graduate, so I can't say I'm, I'm an alumni. But I gave them enough fucking money. They owe me something. <laughs> <laughs> you should be on the cover of that alumni magazine. I agree. Was there was there a, a gay presence there at Columbus State University? I yeah. mean, I mean, I was in the theater department, so there's always a gay presence there. Sure. But outside of the theater department, I don't remember there. I mean, there's gay people everywhere. There's a gay presence in everywhere you go. Um, but I didn't have access to it at the time outside of the theater department. So I would see the theater queers. And besides them, I just didn't have a lot of um, gay interactions or anything. Yeah. Right. So where, yeah, where, so where was your, where did you get that? Get gay? Yeah. (laughs) Where'd you get get gay? Where do you, where did you purchase your homosexuality? (laughs) Um, I, I mean, well, okay. So I, I mean, I might, I have queers in my family. My my mom is queer. My uncle is queer. Um, And um, so I kind of, I didn't grow up sans queerness. You know what I mean? I had yeah. queer experiences um, my whole life, basically, from, uh, you know, seeing and knowing queer people exist. Okay. And once you were out and started dating, were you a relationship person? No, Jake was my first relationship. My partner who I live with is my first relationship. So is previously you were kind of just yeah. dating and having fun. Uh, I prefer the term hoeing around. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, that was a lot of what I was doing. And um, I, yeah, Jacob's the first. I've, I've only been, my entire dating career is about two years old. That's the whole, wow. all I have to offer. You're young. Did you know well, as soon I think as it started? Most people to- start dating before their 30s. I, I was just a late bloomer. And it wasn't because yeah. like I was just like, I'm out here trying to hoe. I just, um, I don't know, just the way it worked out for me. I think we talk to queer people all the time who are in their 30s and who are entertainers who are have never been in a serious relationship, don't necessarily have, ever plan on it. Um, but when you when things started to get serious with Jacob, did you know right away that it was going to be open? Was that always a priority for you? Um, I don't know that it was a priority. As much as it's just kind of been my, like, I'm really not into hoe shaming and I'm really not into stifling a partner and telling them they can or can't do anything. Cause I feel like that's just a, in my mind, that's just a quick way to get someone to resent you really fast. Right. Um, and we just had to talk about it and we just, and we both agreed. So you're not jealous by nature, I assume. I mean, I think everyone's slightly jealous by nature, but I mean, we all get jealous of different things. I mean, I get jealous when um, a drag queen gets the gig I want, but I can't do anything about that. You know, I get jealous when uh, someone has a body that I want, but I can't do anything about that. So I wouldn't say that I'm not, that I don't experience jealousy. That's not, that's not true. Okay. Are either Jacob or Ezra in other relationships also? Um, No, they're not. Okay. What and how would that be for you if they were? Yeah, that'd be fine. I mean, Ezra was in a relationship when I met him. Okay. Yeah. 
So it'd be, it'd be fine. I mean, could you imagine the hypocrisy of, of me being like, could you imagine me being like, that's not okay. Could you imagine? I mean, it would be wrong, but I can't imagine. I'm trying to put, imagine, I can imagine myself it. in your shoes. I could kind of imagine it. You know. I mean, after watching Tiger King, I can imagine anything. <laughs> wow. If Joe taught us one thing, it's anything is possible. Anything exactly. is possible. Uh, Carol Baskin, murderer. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't even. I, I'm afraid to say it because she's the person who I find the scariest from <laughs> the entire documentary. Like I feel like if I yeah. say anything bad about the Baskins, they will bury me in in financial ruin. They'll yeah. take my yeah. zoo. <laughs> they will take your zoo and they'll laugh unconvincingly while doing it. Yeah, exactly. In that fucking flower hat. <laughs> I've said before on here that I I do believe Carol killed her husband, and yet I still am Team Carol. Well, you're, I'm almost more Team Carol because of it. If Howard hears you say that, you're going to be fucking ruined. <laughs> let me tell you right now, you better not let Howard hear that. <laughs> Howard is the real gangster of that whole film. He is a terrifying character. It's true, right? Have you heard the theories that her first husband is uh, Jeff Lowe? No, I'm sorry. There are these theories online that Carol's first husband is Jeff Lowe, that he never died, that he just kind of went away, and then he came back years later to ruin Joe Exotic. There's this whole thing where they like do a side-by-side of their faces, and they actually do look really similar. That's also the it? same people. Who, no, of course not. Those are the same people who think that Katy Perry is John Bonet Ramsey. Like there's some like there's yeah. the same people the same people who no. think that 5G networks cause coronavirus. Including as of today, John Cusack. Oh no, wait, really? Wait, John really? Cusack believes the believes in the five G theory? The five G, yeah. I mean, do these people realize that there is only like ten countries in the world that have five G networks, and yeah. there's like over a hundred countries that have coronavirus? Yeah. The end. I hate to I hate to hear that some celebrity does something that I find odd, especially when I like when I found out that uh, what's her name was a Scientologist. What is her name? Kirstie Allen. Elizabeth Moss? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, but I like her so much. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Did that change your feelings about her? About Kirstie? A little bit. Yeah. I would I'd be lying if I if I if I didn't say that was true. Yeah. Yeah. Kirstie makes it difficult. Yeah, because she's such a good actor and she's so funny and she's so charming and so talented and just so everything. She's come after Leah Remini pretty hard. Uh, because of her uh, A&E show. That's how I felt when I found out that uh, Isaac Hayes was a Scientologist. Isaac that's Hayes? Why he left, that's oh, why yeah. he left South Park. That's why he left South Park. I did not know this. Yeah, yeah I'm turning you out, girl. <laughs> What's your, uh, what is your sort of spiritual practice? Are you, are you religious? I am not remotely religious. I'm pretty anti-religion, actually. Um, especially in the form of organized religion. Um, and I'm, I'm an atheist. I believe when you're, when you die, you're done. You just kind of stop existing. That's not an exciting answer, by the way. I know people like to no. hear like, you turn into the dirt and the moon and the sun becomes this. And then Jesus saves you. And I'm like, you know, I just think that being dead is a lot like it was before you were alive. Um, you just, it, it, it is not like void. It's just like, it's not dark. It's not black. It's just nothing. And um, that's why I'm, I make a lot of this life because I don't think I'm getting a second chance. Like there's something to me that's really great about the idea of not feeling like I have to exist forever. Like existing in perpetuity 
fraternity seems exhausting. And the so idea tiring. of like, and when people say stuff like, I know that my, my grandma's looking down on me, like, one, I don't have any kids. I'm probably not going to have any kids. So I'm just going to be looking down at my nieces and nephews. And then after they have kids, after a while, I'm just going to be looking down at strangers. So it's going to be like watching a version of Sims I can't control. Like, I have, I just don't want to, I just don't want to do that. But also, I mean, based on my lifestyle, I'm probably going to hell. So I'll probably be looking up and going, that all <laughs> looks really nice up there. <laughs> I don't think so. I think if there's a heaven, you'll be there. Absolutely. I mean, de- well, it de- it depends on who's running it. I mean, that's that's the real that's the real story. Depending on who's running the show up there. I'm assuming World of Wonder. They're at least <laughs> they at least have a hand in it. So I think you're good. The question is just: Are you going to want to be in drag in heaven for eternity? Or I mean, I would like to get in and out. I would like to do shows and then get out of drag and live my life. And but also, like, is there, is there is there is there astral projection? Like, am I taken back to when I was my most physically fit? Do I look the way I looked when I? What if I get hit by a bus and I'm mangled? Am I mangled in heaven? Is there's too many questions to consider? Right. And what about people who say like, what about people like like ladies who like were married and their husband died when they were 20 and they got married again. And then that husband died from whatever. And they got married one more time when they get to heaven. Is it, everyone's like, I can't wait to be reunited with my love, but now she's up there with three. Are they cool with that? Are they monogamous? Are they in an open, like what, what is that? What is, there's so many questions to answer. I think it's only open relationships in heaven. I mean, that's, that is the one thing that I believe. I mean, it has, it has to be. Open relationships with none of the jealousy. Yeah. Like what if I heaven. what if I get there and what if Nobody I get there and I have a strong connection with Genghis Khan? Then great. Then you open then you have three partners. There it is. Genghis. Me and Genghis. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that he gets along with uh Jacob and Ezra. <laughs> I hope so too. Do you have a like a prescribed type that Jacob and or Ezra both met they checked off certain boxes um i mean kind of i like hipsters i'm I'm really into like hipsters um and i will admit that i do um i like them uh i like uh, like a little femme i'm not really into butch macho masculine types and what about drag have you dated other drag queens do you I've I've only ever dated two guys. That's it. No, oh, wow. the, the the two I'm with right now. That's 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 my whole dating history. I've I've gone on dates and hooked up with um. People. Yeah, that's what I meant. But. Right. Oh, well, you gotta be, you gotta be really be more specific with your words here, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, have I ever hooked up with the? Yeah, I've hooked up with the drag queen before. Um, and I've hooked up with uh mere mortals too. <laughs> <laughs> Kai Kai never really caught on as an expression, did it? What what mere mortals? <laughs> no, Kai Kai. Do you remember that? That was like oh. oh no. In the community we say it. In the community oh, really? we say Kai Kai. Oh yeah, yeah. If you okay. if you throw out Kai Kai in a community, everyone knows what's going on. But also okay. just so everyone knows, Kai Kai specifically refers to two drag queens having sex in drag. Right. It's not oh. just two drag queens randomly having sex. Kai Kai is specifically when you're in drag. So that is a common misconception about what Kai Kai means. Okay. And is that a thing that happens? I'm sure there's Kai Kai's all around. I'm sure. I'm positive. 
I mean, if there, right are furries, if there are furries having sex, there's definitely drag queens doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've seen Kai Kai almost happen a couple times on Drag Race, and then, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, but then it, but then it ended up not happening because it's not that kind of show because it's on VH1. But now it's going to Showtime, so who knows what's going to happen over there, honey? Wow. <laughs> um. Well, the show is called We're Here, and yes, April twenty third on HBO. Everybody, get at it. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I love this promo. Uh, get up, hop up on this. I, 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 anyone who's listening here. to this is already is going to be watching it. Uh, you know, oh, I will tell you this. Anyway, but- Let me say, and to be honest, we're here is a lot of hard work, and it's one. Of, it's, I'm probably uh, it's one of the things I'm the most proud of in my entire career. Um, it is insanely well done. It is done by people who believe in what we're doing. It is done by people who uh, believe in the stories we're telling, the people that we're visiting. Um, the art that we're representing, um, it's really well done. I mean, you saw it. It's yeah. It's really well done. And it's I, it is a docu series, not a reality show. It has like a, 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 a you know every moment feels authentic. Um, there's obviously like a structure, and you're building toward a show, which is you know uh, a, a big part of what's so fun about it. But I also love that it it feels like we're seeing the real you we're meeting the, the real, the real them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like to think that I'm being pretty authentic. Um, whenever I, you know, appear on television or first stage. Yeah. Um, and I think that this show certainly captures my, uh, essence in a really true way. I remember watching it and thinking to myself, like, am I, <laughs> I had a discussion with one of the producers and I was like, am I doing enough? Because I, I didn't feel like I was, cause you know, it's really me, Shangela and Eureka are all really big characters, like really big and bodacious and loud. And it's really interesting for the first time in my life, I'm kind of the quiet one. Hmm. And I was, I mean, did you notice that when watching the show? Yeah. That I'm like, like, they're just so like wild. And I was kind of like, oh my God, I'm just, woo, that is, that's just not my personality. Unless I'm on, st- if I'm, when I'm on stage talking, then yeah, I'm really loud. But in general, I mean, I'm fun and infectious, but I was like, am I being too quiet? They were like, no, you know, you're, you're being you, which is great. So I love that they're really, they're not, they're not asking anyone to change who they are. They didn't, yeah. they didn't ask, you know, no one's asking anyone to do anything they don't want to do. And I think the fact that you're not, uh, you're not maybe as on as someone might expect you to be makes you more accessible to these people that you're meeting who have never met a drag queen before. And that this is a whole new world for them. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the B. Arthur of the group. If we're, if we're the, if we're the golden girls minus one, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the B. Arthur uh, the stone face, the sarcastic comments, um, um, and the, yeah, kind of not the quiet one, but definitely the one who's a bit more reserved. Yeah. yeah. And then on stage, it's a whole different story. And on, and on stage, yeah, I'm a, I'm a nut, but like still like, I'm not like, I'm not insane. I'm not, I'm not like, uh, you know, whoa, everybody. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, yeah. If, if I, I I I like to think that I bring a reservedness to, like a reserve. Reservedness is certainly not a word. Like a calm, but also an excitement to being on stage as well. 
Yeah. It's just, a, it's, it's, it's you, but amped up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, I, I can't wait to see the rest of the episodes. I can't wait to, for everybody to see this show and, um, hope there's a season two. Um, and I hope that you, uh, survive this pandemic with your sanity intact. Um, so that we can all, you know, emerge from it purse first. You know, you and I have a lot of the same hopes. (laughs) (laughs) Bob the Drag Queen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. And thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Be well. 